you today that the resurrection still matters. It does matter. Right? This isn't something just that happened in the past. We believe that in the timeline of Earth's history, that the resurrection actually was a historical event. And we're going to see why that matters. Why that matters. Because if the resurrection didn't happen in the timeline of Earth's history, you and I shouldn't be here. That's biblical. That's biblical. You shouldn't be here. I won't be here. I wouldn't be here this morning if in the timeline of Earth's history the resurrection didn't happen. The Bible says in many ways, don't be wasting your time. It's silly. It's silly. So the resurrection matters today. And, and that's my hope and prayer for all of us that, that you've chosen to be here. And just, just allow God to, to really speak that truth to that. The resurrection matters. Does it? To you, to us, right? If you turn to Luke 24, let's, let's read that story to kind of set the context for this morning. Luke 24, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're just going to read that beginning in verse 1. Luke 24, 1. Again, there's Bibles there in the uh, rows if you'd like to borrow those. Luke 24, 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living? Among the dead. He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Right? Very familiar passage. And as I was thinking about res- the resurrection and what it, why does it matter, I kind of got this picture Anyone ever have a Hot Wheels set? Hot Wheels, and, and I'm talking about the oval, and part of the Hot Wheels set, they had two wheels that you could hook in there, right? Two, two wheels that would turn, and they would shoot the car around, and then it would kind of go around, and it would slow down, and, and, and hopefully before it completely came to a halt, it would hit the wheels, and what would happen? Right? And it would just go, and, and round, and round, and round. And, and, I, and I love that word picture because I think that if we understand why the resurrection matters, daily, daily, you could have a moment in the spirit. You can wake up and go, and then anyone ever have one of those days where you feel like you're the car that's just slowing down? Anyone have one of those weeks this week? You just barely made it here. You're just like running on fumes. Well, my prayer, even in our Easter celebration, is one of those, and you're going to go, are you serious? Are you serious that the resurrection matters and we could be doing this? And here's the thing. The car isn't the source, is it? The car has wheels and the car, and the, the, the track has it. There's all parts. But the real source of that are the wheels. That propel it. 
right? So many of us, we're going to see that part of the reason, maybe you've never understood why the resurrection matters, is that our Christianity has really been self-driven, self-reliant, self-dependent. And you're kind of tired, and you've been battling things over and over, and like, oh my goodness, can I just get to heaven? Anyone ever have any of those thoughts? Can I just, right? And you're like, is this what it's supposed to be? I, I, I gave my life to the Lord, and, and now it's just, ah, 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 and you're waiting for that, right? And you're like, where does that come from? Well, hopefully before you leave here, you'll understand how that connects to the resurrection, to Easter. And you'll, you'll leave here with this spiritual life. And maybe you'll choose to stop being so self-reliant, so self-dependent. And now you'll understand even why you're exhausted. You may be carrying this deep spiritual exhaustion. You may be carrying this deep spiritual guilt this deep spiritual sort of, I'm always, where's this victorious life everyone talks about? Jesus said he came to give me life and life abundantly. Where's that? Right? And, and, the, and the, the challenge may be that in your zeal and your desire to live this abundant, victorious, supernatural life, you've been relying on you. In your best efforts, with the best of intentions, and quite frankly, you're tired. You're just tired. And so my prayer for us today is, is as we see why the resurrection matters, that the Lord will speak to you and, and maybe even set you free. Maybe you'll leave here just, oh, thank you. Thank you, right? So turn to your right a few books to 1 Corinthians. And let's look why the resurrection matters. We're going to look at it in two, two primary ways. Doctrinally, right? Doctrinally, why the resurrection matters. And this answers the question, why does it matter? Because doctrinally, if the resurrection didn't happen, we should not be here. We should not be here. Okay? And we're going to look at this. 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to start in verse 3. We're going to look at the gospel. The gospel. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 15.3 says, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Why does the resurrection matter? Because the resurrection is part of the gospel. you got to remember, okay, Oftentimes when they say, hey, good news, Jesus died for you. Anyone ever say that? Hey, good news, Jesus died for you and he paid for your sins. And you stop there. The gospel is that Jesus died for your sins and rose again. Why does it matter? The gospel is Good Friday and Easter. You can't have one without the other. And we're going to see that biblically. So it matters because it's part of the gospel. So whenever you share the gospel with someone, you have to say, hey, good news. What's the good news? Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again. All right? It matters. It is part of the gospel. Now, what would happen, according to this passage, if it didn't happen? Okay, this is why if it didn't happen, we got to leave. 
We should leave. Plenty of other things to be doing this morning. If it didn't happen, right? Keep here. I'm just going to uh, read a passage. You don't have to attend to it. First thing, if it didn't happen, Jesus would be a liar and therefore a sinner. Right? John 2, verse 19 and 22. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. The Jews replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. So Jesus said, hey, I'm coming back after three days. So if the resurrection didn't happen, Jesus would have been lying. And a sinner, therefore, unable to be sacrificial lamb. Okay? He would be a liar. Looking at 1 Corinthians 15... If the resurrection did not happen, 1 Corinthians 15, 14, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. If the resurrection didn't happen, preaching and faith are useless. That means I'm out of a job. I shouldn't be up here, and you shouldn't be here listening to me. And your faith, it says here, is useless. If it didn't happen. If it didn't happen. Looking down, it says, we are still in our sins. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. If it didn't happen. There's no hope for those who have already died and for us in the future. Uh, verses 18 and 19. Then those who also have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. So all those memorials that we went to for believers and, and celebrating where they are with Jesus and in heaven, you know what? It was all a farce. It was wrong. If it didn't happen. If it didn't happen. Right? So why does the resurrection matter? Well, you pull the resurrection, everything crumbles. Everything crumbles. That's why it matters in the timeline of Earth's history that this historical event had to have happened for it to make any sense for me or you to be here this morning. That's why it matters doctrinally, right? Now, now, the flip side is because we believe it happened, because it's a historical event, here's the crazy thing, I love this, the resurrection confirms that Jesus' payment was sufficient. How many have ever told anyone Jesus paid the price you can never pay? Ever hear that, right? Jesus paid the penalty for your sins, right? Question. How do you know that payment was accepted? How do you know? How many of you use a credit or a debit card? Pretty much everyone, right? You got the little machine? What do they ask you to do, right? Insert the card in there, and then what does it say for a bit? Processing. How many of you worry about that processing? Anyone get a little bit nervous, right? Processing. Okay, so Jesus goes into the, into the ground. Processing. How do you know it said approved? How do you know that payment was approved? Because he rose again, right? Romans 4.25. Look at this. I love this verse. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. What that means is 
Jesus, very processing process, approved. Resurrection, pull it out. When the resurrection happened, that was confirmation from God, payment approved. Amen? Amen? Right? So now every time you pay for something, I just ruined you. Because you pull out that card and go, he is risen! And the cashier will go, what the heck did you just say? Every time you buy something, Good Friday, Easter. Good Friday, Easter! Woo! Right? Put a smile on your face. Cashier's like, what is going on? What is going on? Every time people pull something out of bonds, they yell, he is risen. I don't get it, right? you got to have the resurrection because then you know that payment was accepted and approved and paid. Amen? That's the importance of this. Sure, Jesus paid the penalty, but now you know. Now you know. If someone says, well, how do you know that was good enough? Resurrection. You have an answer. Romans 4.25. Right? Every time you buy something... Pray that that's the truth. And it's just a great reminder that the resurrection matters. That the resurrection matters. Right? Several years ago, I've shared this with you from the Christian Research Institute that, that we looked at it apologetically and we don't have time to do it today, but the resurrection is the greatest feat in history. If you're wondering, well, how do I know? How can I be sure? We're not going to go into depth. I've done this before on other Easter's. But it's the greatest feat in history. F stands for fatal torment. The Bible says that Jesus really died in John 19.33 when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead. They did not break his legs, right? So, feet, fatal torment. E, empty tomb. The tomb was really empty on that day, right? Appearances, A, appearances. He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. That's the Apostle Paul, right? So appearances, and then T, F-E-A-T, transform lives. One of the biggest testimonies to the resurrection of Christ were the transformed lives of the disciples. They went from cowering in the upper room after he had been crucified. He appears to them, and suddenly they're speaking boldly. Suddenly they're willingly laying down their lives and, and, and there's this transformation that happens because of the resurrection. So it's the greatest feat in history. Dr. Simon Greenleaf, who is a royal professor of law at Harvard, he says this, He examined the value of the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ to ascertain the truth. Greenleaf came to the conclusion that, according to the laws of legal evidence used in courts of law, there is more evidence for the historical fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ than for just about any other event in history. He looked at it from a legal historical perspective. All the documents, eyewitnesses, evidence. Right? Josh McDowell did the same thing, and Josh McDowell says this, A believer in Jesus Christ today can have the complete confidence, as did those first Christians, that his faith is based not on myth or legend, but on the solid historical fact of the empty tomb. Amen? See, it has to have happened. And I encourage you, you know, there's, there's plenty of resources out there to, to look at the, the historical evidence, if you're in the apologetics and defending your faith. But here's the thing, you cannot just sort of dismiss the resurrection as myth or legend or some sort of fairy tale that you Christians just sort of believe and now they're all in these churches on Easter and, 
you know, that's kind of crazy. If you're a believer in Jesus and you believe this is God's word and it's truth, the resurrection had to have happened in the timeline of earth's history. It has to be an honest-to-goodness historical event. Otherwise, it all crumbles. Otherwise, it all crumbles. And then we saw in Romans, if it did happen, payment approved. Amen? So doctrinally, it matters. But it also matters daily. Okay? And this, is, this goes back maybe to the, to the hot wheel. Pachoom, pachoom, pachoom. It's like, okay, I get that. I get that. Resurrection had to happen. Timeline of earth. So are we just here celebrating that, that thing in the past? Okay, I get it. You know, everything's built on Good Friday and Easter. I get that. But isn't that just some past historical thing? What does that have to do with 2018? What does that have to do? How does it matter today? Right? And we're going to see that it really has a profound impact. Can, right now, today, before you even leave here, even while we're speaking, because God can speak to you, right? I love this quote by Warren Wiersbe. Too many Christians are betweeners. They live between Egypt and Canaan, saved but never satisfied. Or they live between Good Friday and Easter, believing in the cross, but not entering into the power and glory of the resurrection. A betweener. A betweener. Yeah, I believe, you know, Good Friday. A bunch of people at Libby Bowl. Yeah, we believe Jesus died for us. Man, that was an incredible sacrifice on the cross. Good Friday, Good Friday, Good Friday. And then you kind of believe that. You put your faith in Jesus. And you're kind of Saturday. And then maybe once in a while you see someone over there who's living Easter every day. Is living in, living in victory, has this joy and the fruit of the Spirit's being born in their life, and they're being transformed, right? Not that they're perfect or their life is perfect, but the way that they're walking with Jesus seems to be different. And you're like, why do I feel like I'm stuck in Saturday? And they seem to be living in Sunday and Easter and resurrection. What's going on with that? Am I, am I a betweener? Am I a betweener? And maybe it's just because we never realize that the resurrection isn't just a celebration of a past historical event, but the resurrection applies every day. Amen? Applies every day. Right? I told a story before of a guy who went on his very first cruise. Anyone ever been on a cruise? Right? So this guy goes on his very first cruise, and he saves up. He doesn't have a lot of money. Saves up for a really long time to buy a ticket on his very first cruise, but then he goes, okay, he bought the ticket. Never been on a cruise before. Going by himself. He goes, how am I going to eat? This is a week. Got my ticket to get on board, and I'm looking forward to seeing the sight. But how am I going to eat? So he decides he's going to pack his suitcases with peanut butter and bread and some crackers. And he does that. He lugs them on there, gets to his cabin, settles in, and they start the cruise. And every time it's time for a meal, everyone goes to... One of many dining halls, and right? And he goes back to his room. And he has peanut butter, peanut butter sandwich. Right, peanut butter sandwich. And first day, it's okay. Second day, it's okay. By the third day, it's getting old. It's getting old. Everybody's going off. He walks by the dining halls and smells it. And he, people are walking by with ice creams and sodas and all kinds of stuff, talking about how good the meal was. And finally, toward the end of the cruise, 
It's dinner time. He's had enough of peanut butter. He's heading back to his room. The guy, the crew member is walking by. He says, hey, can you help me out? And he tells him the story. Every meal, I go back to my room and, uh, and uh, is there any way you can maybe get me, get me something? You know, you can just get me something. It's my first cruise. I'm just trying to make do. And the crew member looks at him and says, sir, all the meals were included. All the meals were included. Sometimes I'm not so sure we know what was included in our, in our walk with Jesus. We don't know what was included in the price of the ticket. And someone over there spiritually is prime rib. And you feel like you're peanut butter. You feel like you're peanut butter. Right? And you're like, and, and, and someone, my prayer today is that you'll leave here going, I had no idea that was included in the ticket. I thought again, I, I, I put my faith in Jesus, I get my ticket to heaven, and now I just got to have a peanut butter existence. No! The resurrection matters because it tells you what is included in the new covenant, what we talked about. Amen? Right? So let's look at what was included. So look at Romans 6. We're going to go one book to your left. Romans 6. Romans 6, starting in verse 1. This is the uh, Apostle Paul. He's speaking to the Christians in Rome. Romans 6, 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That verse brings the resurrection right up to April 1st, 2018. He's saying, look, when you put your faith in Christ, what he's saying, paraphrase 1 and 2, he's saying something happened to you. When he says that you died to sin, the word death and died in the Bible doesn't mean cessation. It doesn't mean ceasing to exist. It means separation. It means no longer under the power or dominion or reign of. So when he says, when you put your faith in Christ, something happened. You're no longer a slave to sin. Amen? You are dead to it. You're separated from it. You can now choose. You can now choose whether to sin or not. Right? It's an incredible, powerful truth. It's included. Right? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then he says this. Verse 4. Don't you know, verse 3, don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized in his death? We were therefore buried with him. This is that new covenant union identification with Jesus. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that. That phrase, in order that, is what they call a statement of purpose. It's a purpose statement. So if you're comfortable writing or you know, taking notes in your Bible, you may want to circle that. Because that is the key to this verse. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, what day is that? Easter, okay? In order that, 
Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father or the power of God, we too may live a new life. Here's what he's saying. Hey, when you put your faith in Christ, not only were you no longer a slave to sin, you were separated from it, but there's a higher purpose. In order that, just as Christ was raised, we too may what? Live a what kind of life? New life. In Romans 6, 4, it says this, Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I leave me that verse up. In newness of life. Here it is. That word new means new in quality. Never existed before. Fresh. Fresh. Never existed before. He says, just as the resurrection happened, just as Jesus was raised from the dead, you believers can walk in a brand new quality of life. Never existed before. This is where you've got to ask yourself, have I just been trying to live my Christian life in sort of a reformation, rehabilitation, make myself better than I was mode? Or is this a brand new model? Right? Can I, can I use a cop like that? It's always dangerous to sit in the front. And I've known this guy since he was this big. But you're a car guy, right? Yes. All right. So, so here's what that verse is saying. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, we can walk in newness of life, meaning a brand new, never existed truck model. See, he smiled. He smiled. Versus... Kyle, I'm going to give you the newest one off the assembly line. Mm, It's okay. What's your favorite, though? Chevy. Chevy? Chevy? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, there's grumbling. (laughs) Grumbling. So what the verse is saying is, Kyle, the Lord has for you a never-existed-before, top-of-the-line, brand-new model, Chevy. Ah, ah, ah. Right? Just as Christ was raised from the dead, you have a life that has never existed before. It's a brand new model. It's not just the latest off the assembly line. See, it's not just the latest. That word new, there's two words for new in the Bible. Naos, which isn't that, is new in time. So if there's an assembly line, it's just the latest to come off the assembly line. The latest Ford. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. So, So the latest Ford, right? That word, kainos, is never existed before model. Fresh. Brand new. Anyone ever go to car shows? And you're like, dude, that is awesome. they got to build that. And it's just a prototype. And you see these things that have never existed before, and you're just, I, oh, man. That's what he's talking about, guys. When you put your faith in Christ, just as Christ was raised from the dead, you and I may walk in a brand new model. That never existed before. And here's the thing. It's sort of a hybrid. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, it says, It is God who works in you both to will and to do. It's cooperative. It's a hybrid. It's the Holy Spirit and us. Amen? You put those together, it's a brand new model that's never existed before. So this morning, the resurrection matters 
because some of us may have been in bondage, may have been weighed down, maybe spiritually exhausted because you're still trying to clean up the old person. You're still trying to, how many of you like to tinker with cars? You got one in your driveway and your significant other's wondering, just wondering, when is that thing going to get fixed up? Right? Anything? Uh-uh. All right. Some of us look at our lives like the thing on the on the pegs and the supports, and you're tinkering. And it's oh, I gotta just fix it up. I'm just gonna fix it up. And God's like, why? Are, what are you doing? Here's the key to a brand new you that's never existed before. Yeah, it's the hybrid model. It's me and you, mostly me and you. That's why the resurrection matters. Look. Just even so, we also should walk in newness of life. That's got to be a great source of freedom. That's got to be. That's who you are in Christ. That's, that's the good news. Amen? You see? That's the good news of who we are. That's why when you get this and you're walking in newness of life and you're just being you, not being weird, not being corny, not being whatever, you're not Bible bashing, just being you, this new model that never existed before, that's when your friends and family go, dude, what happened to you? And you got this spirit-filled life, you got this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness that's just coming out through the spirit, and people are taking notice. They're just taking notice in how you live. How you live. And there's freedom in that. There's joy in it. So what's included in this ticket? We saw in the, old, in the New Covenant that God says, I will give you my spirit. Right? First Corinthians, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians 6 says, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, so I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. What does it mean to live by the spirit? He's in control. Resurrection. That makes it. Makes it relevant for today. To live in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. It's to live in the resurrection daily. To live in the resurrection daily. Right? I talked a little bit about this exhaustion and some of us to live this kind of Christian life. Just trying, trying, trying. And I, Scott, Scott, I used, we've done this before. Bring your Bible, Scott. I shared this with you before. Here we go. So, go ahead. You, you know the drill. So some of us, we got an issue in our life. And by golly, we're going to fix ourselves. We're going to fix it. And we're going to work really hard. And we're going to go to church. And we're going to pray. And we're going to read our Bible. And we're going to do everything that I think I'm supposed to do. Because I'm going to do this. And I'm going to conquer this. All right, Scott, we'll be back in a little bit, right? So, so there's success. For a little bit, right? What is acting on this? Gravity. There's a law of gravity acting on this right now. But his strength right now is good. And his willpower is good. Over time, over time, despite his best intentions, what's going to happen? And he's going to go, oh, really? Really? Again? You knucklehead. How could you do that? Right? I was doing good for a month. Really? And then he's going to get convicted, maybe feel really bad, and he's going to rest, and he's going to pop right back up. I got this this time. 
I got this this time. Right? And some of us who don't understand why the resurrection matters, our Christian life is just like this. Right? And then you add another issue. You add another issue. And then another issue. And then another issue. And you're like, what am I doing? I am a tired Christian. Anyone? Right? Here's what it is when you say it's a cooperative effort. He's like this. He says, Lord, I got this issue in my life. Lord, I need you to help me overcome this. Lord, I can't do this. I want to live by the Spirit. Lord, just as Christ was raised from the dead, I want to walk in newness of life. I yield. I surrender. And God does this. He still has his part. But who are you supporting? Right? I love that illustration because a lot of us who are raised, oh, self-sufficient, oh, don't show weakness, oh, don't ask for that prayer request, what are they going to think about you in that Bible study? You weak? And we say, oh, I got it, God. Just, I got it. Okay. Okay. Let me know. Just let me know. Right? Whereas, walking in newness of life in every area of life and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. Right? And so the resurrection matters to us today. It matters doctrinally, but it matters faithfully. Because some of us are just tired. Some of us long to be free. Some of us long to just just take off that, what we call around here, that backpack of guilt and shame and all the, oh, you're such this and such this. You just want to put it off and say, Lord, where's that victory? Where's that prime rib? I don't get this. I don't understand. See, a lot of believers, they just don't understand because they pick up somewhere along the line that to follow Jesus is in your own effort with all your best intentions and don't be weak. Don't ask for prayer. Don't even ask God for help, you know? And lo and behold, he says, just as Christ was raised from the dead, you too, you too, may walk in newness of life. Newness of life. And you know some of the obstacles to that? Maybe the biggest one? Pride. Pride. Self-reliance. Anyone here live a self-reliant life? Right? Humility. Where you come to your end of yourself and say, Lord, Really, that's what it is? You mean I've been going to church for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 years? I never, really? That's why the resurrection matters? That's, that's what this is? Pachoon, pachoon, pachoon. Yeah. And the wheels are the Holy Spirit. And that's the source of joy. That's the fruit of the Spirit being born in our life. That's our heart, right? That's, that's what it's about today. It matters doctrinally. But it matters daily. It matters daily. And that, that's really my heart for you and my heart for me as God's really spoken. It's like, you know what? Let's just, let's just get past, you know, it's fun and we're going to have a great Easter egg hunt and all of that. And let's get back all the, let's get kind of through all the tradition of the resurrection. Let's make it real today. Amen? Let's make it real today for us today. Let's connect the mind and the heart. Let's connect a historical event to April 1st of 2018. Let's just make it real today. And let's be free. Let's be free. I love this verse, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But who? 
Christ lives in me. How? The resurrection. Christ lives in me through the Holy Spirit. The life I live in the body, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, not only was faith a time when you put your faith in Christ, but we are to live by faith. We are to live by faith. What does that mean? We are to live by faith in reliance of the Holy Spirit. To walk in newness of life, a model that has never existed before. A brand new you. Even if you've been walking with the Lord for 20, 30 years, you might be walking out of here brand new you that's never existed before because you've been trying to clean up that old one. You've been trying to polish it. You've been trying to tinker with the engine. And God's like, can you just take these keys, please? Just take these when you, before you leave this morning. Take these, walk out in newness of life. Now, that can be scary, too. What's he going to do? I don't know, but it's going to be good. Amen? Sometimes it's not just pride. Not sometimes it's just self-reliance. Sometimes we might be afeared. What if I really trust God? What if I really let him have my life? What if, what if, what if? Ooh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm like this. I'm comfortable. What, what if I really give Jesus my life and I let the Holy Spirit work in and through me? What's he going to do? I don't know, but I know it's going to be good. It's going to be the best thing for you because the Bible says God is good and all the time. So if you let him have your life, is it going to be good? Right? Because the resurrection matters. Because the resurrection matters. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God. That the resurrection matters. It, it matters doctrinally, but it matters daily. And I pray for us this morning. I just pray for those specifically that maybe have just not really ever understood it. Maybe have been spiritually exhausted because it's been really a self-driven, self-reliant thing. Even with the best of intentions. But Lord, you say that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. Fresh in quality, never existed before. A new source, you, through your Holy Spirit. So Lord, we just want to take a few moments now and settle our hearts and let you speak to each one of us. Where are we with you? Where are we? Maybe you're here this morning and this is all new. And you don't know if you have the Holy Spirit. Well, the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest anyone should boast. The Bible says we put our faith in Christ. In doing that, we're born again. In that born again state, we receive the Holy Spirit. And we are born into God's family as new creations. Never existed before. So if you haven't done that, you can do that. In the best way you know how, put your faith in Jesus. Rest. Now you know, not only did he pay the price on Good Friday, but the payment was approved. The payment was approved on Easter for your sins and my sins. So you can talk to him. Talk to God in the best way you know how. Just rest. Like you're resting in those seats. Just rest in the finished work of Jesus. And maybe you're a believer. And some dots were connected this morning about the resurrection. 
Maybe we gathered and we came with the intent to celebrate a tradition, something that happened in the past, but now it's been brought to April 1st, 2018. And you're just ready to say, Lord, I am ready for the new model. I am so ready. Maybe there's some things you need to confess with pride and self-reliance and independence. And you just want to come back and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. It's a great song today. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And I thank you this morning, Father, that because he lives, we can walk in you.